Thank you for listening to the Crundlemania podcast. If you would like to sponsor us, reach out to us on social media at Crundlemania. Or just interact with us there anyways. Now anyways, let's get crunned. One, two, you hear the clock ticking. Tick, time. You about to stop living. Tick, time. I want you to remember me. Tick, time. But the day don't have no memory. I'm coming! Nobody it's time for the Crundle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. It's Crundle Mania podcast 21 with your host over there in his his living room uh, having a little bit of crumb, Spencer. And over in his apartment all the way in Manitoba, as he's mentioned many times on the podcast, he's freshly crunned. He said he put a lot of moon rocks in it. It's your boy, Mike. And your other host, the sexy golden voice. The, 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 the he's, he's here. He's the one talking now. Ace Spondaloo. Wow, that was uh, that was an intro, Bondaloo. What the hell? Where did that come from? Sometimes you got to hit him with the viscera theme. <laughs> was it the viscera <laughs> theme, or is that just you being a goof? It's a, it's equivalent to the viscera theme. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, howdy, howdy. How you guys doing? Great. Can confirm that I'm crumb. AEW Dynamite definitely happened, all right? And so did WWE NXT. That also definitely happened. Now, our sources are already telling us the big housekeeping coming into this. I guess we can kind of say it. We'll get into it more later. It looks like Matt Riddle is headed to Friday Night SmackDown. You could probably see him there this Friday. We'll get into it more later, but that's what it's looking like, right, gentlemen? Yes, uh, that is what our sources are telling us. And pretty it's pretty pumped exciting. about that. That's pretty cool. And how are things? What's the momentum coming out of AEW? What can we expect? Give us a little tease, a little sizzle, a little bacon drizzle. Uh, yeah, the big storyline was Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho, which was the end of the show. That's kind Ooh, of that's it's going to be the big one. That's, yeah, that's what's coming. Housekeeping. I have not done my punishment match. It's a. Uh, Natalia or something, and Natalia and Becky Lynch. SummerSlam like 2011, you said? No, it was like it was like two years, like 2018 or something. It was when it was in Toronto. Whatever it was, I think it was 2019 okay. SummerSlam. It was very. It's a very recent match. Okay, so it's it's Becky was champion. And you got to watch the Kennel from Hell match. Yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun experience. Maybe this weekend. Who knows? That's what could be coming Maybe up. Who knows? Um, it looks like we got to jump into it and uh, say, hey, let's talk wrestling, I guess. Let's talk some some, some AEW Dynamite, unless you got anything else you guys want to say. What's going on? Mike, you ordered a clear shot. Yeah, uh, definitely ordered a clear shot and had way too much of it yesterday, Ace. I uh, decided, nice. so it's 400 milli- milligrams, yeah, 400 milligrams. And I purchased this partially because Ace Bondaloo suggested it, and it looked kind of cool. 
and I, being a connoisseur of THC, decided it would be in my best interest to test the product. I should have only done one teaspoon. I accidentally <laughs> chose to do two. I don't you know. Accidentally the... choose. Oh. That's a good point. Accidentally I... made that choice. <laughs> I, I stupidly chose to go with two, being a little overconfident. I don't know specifically how much there was. That much I can't confirm. I can confirm. Do you want to know how I know you were? You want to know how I know you were on the next level? <laughs> how? Because Spencer told us his story about his dream about me and it was just like me listening to the lonely island and you wrote back man that sounds like an epic dream <laughs> you said man that dream sounds epic <laughs> i didn't want to say anything back i was like no it wasn't epic it was the strangest thing <laughs> I you must have thought it was so amazing <laughs> I can confirm that I was absolutely smashed at that point. I, I probably, knew it, man. I took that <laughs> thing at six fifty, and I think it probably I I probably fell off the wagon around like eleven, and then it just kept on going until like two two o'clock or so. Here's here's what, <laughs> dude. It was it was it was an interesting experience. Anyway, go ahead. I can't hear Ace Bondaloo. So I don't know if he's responding to me or not. I can't hear him either. But um, just for clarity's sake, um, the uh, the Lonely Island song that Ace in my dream wanted was uh, Lazy Sunday. But uh, in reality, he said the, the, his preferred song is We Like Sports. So any Lonely Island fans out there, um, yeah, we're, we're fans too. Uh, I had a connection drop, one of our patented moves. Thought so. Thought so. I can't so what were you saying? That, I can confirm that we do all love the the lone. Well, at least enjoy the Lonely Island here? Question mark. Oh yeah, we do. Yes. Oh, they're great. Because here's what you said. Fun. That sounds like an epic dream. And then right after you wrote, can I also confirm this potency of the clear shot? <laughs> and then I was like, well, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I just. I wanted to give a bit of a review, which I'll do later on. Um, okay, like, but let them know how I recommended you the Viscera theme. <laughs> you did. And, I and then when I sent it to you, I also <laughs> listened to it, because then I wanted to hear it as well, and I started vibing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, you sent me that? I responded, Big Vis. And then, like, a and big a old gift yeah, of the, vis, the Big Vis. Yeah, we Patreon are. tier members, subscribers can get in on these group chats. Uh, <laughs> we still got to set that up. We need a little demand for it, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're offering this to, to you guys for sure. Oh, to the crundle maniacs out there. Um, so we'll get to that review later. Let's just talk about, I guess, some wrestling. We're going to run down AEW Dynamite <laughs> with your boy Mike. He saw it. And uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ace. I keep laughing because of something my friend Peter Scrumptiousitis sent me. Um, <laughs> he just he sent it to me randomly, and I was just laughing at it. Sorry, sorry. I'll mute myself now. That's amazing. Yeah, Peter Scrumptiousitis Scrumptiolite sounds like a pretty. Well, then you have to tweet out what dude. Peter Scrumptiousitis sent you to the Twitter account, <laughs> so we all know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 
no, you, no, you have no. to tweet that out from the Crundlemania account. <laughs> okay, fine. People need to know what you're watching because you're, you're uh, blowing up <laughs> mid-pod. Okay, fine. <laughs> He's gassed, Mike. Insider gets gassed mid-pod. Yeah, there it is. You, insider blows up mid-pod. Um, do you want to... Do you want to run down AW Dynamite? Yeah, sure. Uh, 4-1-ing. I have a tickle in my throat, so I'm going to have to put everybody on mute at least once during this recap, but not sure where. So we're starting things off. <laughs> Just give us a heads up. Be like, hey, guess what? I'm having a tickle throat moment. And then we'll be like, all right, we'll come in and we'll chat a bit. All right. Uh, I'll let you know when I'm going to have my THM, and uh, we'll go from there. So we start with a cold open with the inner circle. It's a, a comedy bit because they made custom shirts that said inner circle sta stadium stampede champions. So they just, uh, yeah, they made a, a bit of a comedy out of that, and they're going to sell that merch like crazy after this. So it was funny. Oh, yeah. Op opening match was Young Bucks and Matt Hardy, who was wrestling as OG Matt Hardy tonight, vintage Matt. So it was cool. That's Matt Hardy. He had a moonsault. Yes, he did. It was epic. It was, uh, this was a good match against Private Party and Joey Janela. It was a back-and-forth match. I hope uh, Mark Ryan's okay. He took a nasty spot on the outside where – well, it wasn't like a nasty spot. It was like an over-the-top move, and he just landed funny on his leg. But he didn't really – I'm going to have that THM moment. We'll come back to my thought. Yeah, I thought it was pretty crazy that a 45-year-old Matt Hardy does a picturesque perfect moonsault. That's pretty wild. Spencer, what did you think? Did you see it? If you haven't seen it, you can check it out. A mid-tweet. Um, no, oh, I, didn't tweeting. Specific, I, was, I, I didn't see that specific spot. Um, but Matt Hardy was cool in this match. I did see that bit. Um, but I had this match muted for a bit. I was doing other stuff. He's playing Batman Arkham Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Why are you going to wrap me out like that? <laughs> just share what the, you're doing. Just be game. real with them. It's a good game. Maybe someone else is doing that too. Although I was hating the one section I'm on right now because the Batmobile handles like a fucking like like I don't even know like a cement truck that can go really fast but can't really turn. And I'm in a tight corridor. Anyway, I'll stop now. So back to that AW the tag match, Matt. Got yeah. Hardy. Yeah. What's he doing? It Anyways, yeah, Matt Hardy was looking badass in this one. His gear looked cool, too. And anyway, Mark Ryan got uh, took that bump, and that kind of led to the finish because Private Party was shorthanded, and Bucks got the win. But the real story of this was actually post-match, where first, the Butcher and the Blade attacked the Young Bucks because they had uh, one of the, I can't remember, I think it was Matt, uh, accidentally super-kicked one of them in the face. when they were in the Their outside. outfits were looking proper clean. Yeah, the Butcher and the Blade, they've been rocking that, that gear like since they came back to be in the audience. It looks badass. They should, yeah, like I like that. It kind of showcases like their, their ring gear is much different from their onside gear. Ah, they, they look cool. They look like two hip dudes. Andy Williams is a cool guy. He's in, in the, what band is he in again? What's it called? 
Andy Williams is from the Simpsons. I sent you the Simpsons Club. Oh right, yeah, yeah. true. I, just <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know what band Andy Williams is in. I have no idea. I think it's called Every Time I Die. I'm gonna double check. Andy Williams. Uh, wrestler. Because some white dude came up that's not Andy. Some other white guy. That's probably the other singer from The Simpsons. Yeah, he's the uh, guitarist for Every Time I Die. So that's cool. And he's, he looks like Bully Busick. Like, literally, just bigger. He looks so cool. He's, like, the coolest-looking dude, I think, personally, like, almost on the whole roster. Because it stands out. It's different. That's why I like the Butcher and the Blade. You like the Butcher and the Blade too, right, Ace? You don't like the tag division, but you like Butcher and Blade. I like that they look... I like that look they had last night. They looked less spirit of Halloween-y. Yeah, and it's a, a stark contrast to their regular gear too, right? Like what they wear. What they mm. rock in the ring, that much different. It really makes them stand out. Cool. But yeah, they attacked the Young Bucks. But the major talking point, FTR, formerly known as the Revival. These two guys come in driving this like old school looking truck. I thought that was kind of cool. They come in here and then they uh, beat the piss out of Butcher and the Blade. They come face to face with the Young Bucks, but they don't go to blows. So they're teasing that. Something going on with those two tag teams. And I'm super pumped about this. Finally, no flips, just fists. Going face to face with the Elite. And they're going to immediately elevate the tag division. These are triple, triple crown WWE champions. And not just that, not, not just their work there, but they just offer a different dynamic with their map-based wrestling. No high stuff. Tells a, so a story right there. But I know that I'm in the minority on this discussion. So let's hear what Ace and Spencer think about the debut of FTR. Um, well, I'm not stoked, but I'm going to give them a shot. Oh uh, yeah, I thought um, that's a that's a fair point. I am not stoked either. I didn't even notice that the, that's who came in when I was watching. At first, like I had no real idea that those that that's who came out to attack them. Um, yeah, meh. I never liked them as a revival. I don't care for their look now. The only cool thing they had was that truck, um, but that's just because I like that truck, not because it was nice associated truck. with them. Yeah, their names are even like I also don't like like the name Cash for a person is not is not a good name for a person. I think that's the point. But yeah, they're heels. It's bad. It's bad. I know. Cash is just a well, bad no, name. my thing is I just don't really like them as people. I don't like the way they act online. But it's not good. But what can you do? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give them a shot here. Yeah, I don't really enough. go on social media. Like, I don't go on wrestler social media accounts. I just prefer to watch what they do on TV. What they want to say online, I try to just ignore. You got it, man. So many people out there are saying so, so much terrible stuff sometimes. Yeah, be kind to everybody. Just a quick reminder. Anyways, uh, next up we had Brian Cage's TV debut for the company. Who can stop the path of Cage? Taz would ask. Uh, Asa, now you don't really you don't really like it when people have someone speaking before their entrance, right? Except I just don't think that's as cool, man. Like I don't know if you were coming out, 
would you want to say something or would you want some badass music to hit? Depends who's saying it. Like the fact that Taz is the one who goes, who can stop the path of Cage? It makes it sound cooler. I like it. But if it was him or something else, I would probably not like it. I liked it when the Hurricane did it. I thought it was super funny. Yeah, but that was the whole point. It was just kind of a joke. I guess. I love the Hurricane, though. Me too, man. Shane Helms. Cool Sugar dude. Shane, baby. I hated when he was Gregory Helms because I just wanted him to be the Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't like using the name Gregory. I could tell. He was, he was probably... Good, he, he was probably one of the best cruiserweight champions of all time. He had that long reign on SmackDown. Big long reign, yeah. Uh, what happened next on A-dubs? Uh, Britt Baker coming out. and So she's got that big leg injury. She's going to be out for quite a while. And she Wait, comes what out did Brian quick. Cage do? Did uh, I miss oh, that? Sorry. <laughs> Squash match win. So it was just a quick victory. And then Taz got on the mic. Mox, uh, Mox was at ringside. And then Taz got on the mic and sort of was talking to Mox about what's going to happen at Fighter Fest, which is where Cage is going to fight Moxley for the world championship. But we don't know when that's going to be yet. They don't have a date for the pay-per-view. So, and Fighter Fest, like previously, has been kind of a lesser name pay-per-view for them. So I don't know, I don't know what the plan is there. But hmm. yeah, that's where they're going with it. And I don't know, like it seems kind of quick to have Cage right in the main event scene challenging for the title. Like it doesn't seem like they have enough time to tell a proper story with that. I wish they would... Like, the two guys fighting is going to be cool, but I'd like them to tell a story, you know, and not just, I'm the number one contender and I, I want your title. Like, I don't know. That's why so, I wanted literally anyone else to win that match. Like, Brian Cage's debut was cool. He looked super strong. But, like, to have him just to show up and immediately, like, almost he could become, like, the champion seems shitty to the guys that have been there. This is my thought on that. Yeah, totally. Ace, do you think they've put Cage in a position to succeed with the company like at this point starting? Or do you think that it was too quick for him to be up challenging immediately for the world's title? I could just fix it by making it like a fatal four-way. But it uh, feels a bit rushed, yeah? I actually think that's a good idea. I'd like to see at least a triple threat with Darby Allen in the match also. Uh, Mike, you keep booking your guys. You're like, Darby and Lance, baby. Those boys. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Keep booking your boys. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves here in this conversation, all right? The reason I want Darby in the match, okay, is because he's already got a, a feud going on with Taz, and it makes it so the cage doesn't have to take the fall. You can have Darby take the fall, and there's already a program there. Those two fight, and then Mox moves on to the next person. Ideally, Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah, he and his addiction. Guess what? Big Lance is going over. Yeah, he has the challenge. You bet Darby Allen, fresh out of the Brian Cage. <laughs> and these guys fight in the main. Like, there it is. <laughs> Dude, that, that is literally what I would do. Those are my like those are the guys I want to watch most. Like that's my main event team right now. Darby, Cage, Archer, and Moss. Those are like big time this big time fight feel in the air when you have those guys involved. Big time fight. I know. Feel. <laughs> I'm gonna be happy for you if you get it, buddy. I'm gonna be happy. Um, yeah. Okay, well, anyways, 
Britt Baker had the next segment up, which was, yeah, talking about her leg injury and how it's a con conspiracy. Everyone in the women's division is out to get her. They're conspirators. Even the referee. What was the line she had I loved? Uh, you quoted it because uh, you like you like it because you you don't like the Chris Statlander alien gimmick. I think I also right? just like Britt Baker. I think she's great in the ring. I think she's great on the mic. The quote is, "You being an alien is a crock of shit, conspirator," and that's what she said to <laughs> Chris Statlander. Yeah, man. And then someone called you out on Twitter because you tweeted out that you didn't like her. I love that. That's gonna be. We'll talk more about that later. Continue. Yeah, that was funny. I I, I love that they called me out because yeah, I I I don't care much for Britt Baker. Uh, I just it think shows, that, man. It's I like it's like when they, you see people, someone tweet about Mahal. You're like, you just don't understand. You're not unhindered. You're not. I think probably, well, even with Jinder, man. Like, I didn't really like Jinder's title reign at first, and I came around to it after it was over when I realized. Did you watch what I sent you? The uh, the Singh brothers watch along with Jinder. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. No. I'm gonna probably watch it tonight before bed, just so everyone that's, knows. That's what Ace is gonna do. Sounds like fun. I might do that. Also, I want to hear the Sings react to their bumps. Anyways, continue on. Let's just. What do we? What did Britt Baker do? Yeah, she was just calling out everyone in the women's division. It was a funny. Like it was a good enough segment. I just, I just think I like Bailey more. And it's the same thing. They're both calling themselves role models. And as far as I can remember, Bailey started doing that before Britt did. So, I've, like, just for me, because I like Bailey more as a wrestler. Like, Britt is a little bit greener in the ring than – well, she's not green in the ring, but she doesn't have the same amount of experience as Bailey does. So I just find Bailey's matches more enjoyable than Britt's. And then I can kind of – like, I've come around to Bailey as a heel character in that role model gimmick. And so it kind of feels like, to me, at least, Britt's just – I know I shouldn't be comparing the companies, but in this case, I am because they're using the same – someone of the same gimmick, saying they're role models. I loved the back of her wheelchair as she rolled away that said role model with two L's. And I was like, yep, that's funny. That was <laughs> good. But yeah, like, she's come around. I'll, I'll come around, I'm sure. But she's anyway, she's injured right now, right? So it's just a way to keep her on TV. And uh, when she comes back, she's going to be pushed right to the top of the card for sure. Like If they're keeping her on TV when she's injured, there's no doubt they're going to put her right up there towards, you know, to get some heat on whoever the champ is. Uh, Next, we had uh, an inner circle interview with Alex Marvez. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because Orange Cassidy just like wandered aimlessly behind the inner circle while they were doing the interview. And uh, it led to something later. So we'll get to that uh, in a minute. Hikaru Shida versus Christy James. Uh, it was a good match. Shida won. Nothing else really to say about it. Then Cody gave a spirited promo about his TNT Championship victory. Kind of hyped up the belt and you know the impact of being the first uh, champion, uh, and I don't know. Again, it makes sense for him to be the champ because you know the belt is defended on weekly TV, uh, and because AEW doesn't have a monthly pay per view, the whoever that champion is is arguably getting more sort of time weekly on the show maybe than others just because of the fact that they're cold, they're holding that TV specific title, uh, and so it makes sense. Like Cody is one of the biggest characters are one of the biggest people they have in the company so uh, i get why they gave him the belt um and yeah he gave a spirited promo then there was kip sabian versus jimmy havoc versus scu and a tag title number one contenders match so this was very confusing um because at the start of the show they didn't they explained here that kip and jimmy's 
number one contenders match will be next week. Uh, they won the match against SCU. And then uh, Best Friends, who faced Private Party for a tag title number one contenders match opportunity at Double or Nothing, their opportunity is going to be at Fighter Fest. It was just a little confusing. I didn't, didn't quite understand why they needed to have both of those moving parts going on. It didn't seem to make like, a lot of sense. Why wouldn't Best Friends get the first shot? Exactly. It doesn't make like, any why? sense. <sighs> Weird choice. Anyways, continue. That's, that's a crapper. That's a yeah. crapper. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it, was very, it's very, it was very confusing. I mean, and it was kind of obvious who was going to win, in my opinion. Because SCU have already held the belts, and also they're kind of like pushing towards a possible split between the three to do singles runs. So I guess it was kind of a, a predictable finish. Then we have a, a promo from NJF um, prior to the TNT title number one contenders battle royal going on. And one of the funny things he said was he didn't have to come from some other place to make his opportunity happen whenever. He was referencing like Mr. Brody and like Jaw uh, Mox and all these other people from the WWE who like got pushed to the top of the card right away. And he's 22 and like doing it from the ground up. So that was kind of cool. And then we have this battle royal, nothing special. Uh, I kind of wasn't paying attention for a lot of it because it was predictable who, you, who we'd have at the end. The final four was um, Wardlow and MJF, and then you had Jungle Boy, and Orange Cassidy got beat up before the match started. Proud and Powerful attacked him from behind, so that was why I was referencing the, him wandering behind their interview earlier. So they might be setting something up between Cassidy and Proud and Powerful. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, he was in the... Cassidy comes back for the final four, as does, and then the other guy's Jungle Boy. Final two ends up being Jungle Boy and Cassidy. Jungle Boy does a uh, you know, nice-looking head scissors to Cassidy to throw him over the top. So he's the number one contender for the TNT title next week, uh, Jungle Boy. I want to ask you guys first, though, about Orange Cassidy and Proud and Powerful and what they're setting up there. Like, where, do you, where do you guys want to see Orange Cassidy when, he, when it comes to situating, his situation on the card and the type of feud he's in? Uh, I don't know. I'll just take whatever, as long as he's having fun and winning. When he gets it, he gets it, if he does get it. And then I'll be like, wow, he did it, and then I'll laugh. Um, honestly, pretty much the same. Like, like, I'm excited to see what they can do with him because he could go as far as they want him to go. He's so good. Like, he showed it tonight. He, when, he, when he goes fast, he's, when he tries, he's so good. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I didn't. I I hoped that he was going to win this, but I'm not surprised Jungle Boy won. He had that big push after losing to MJF. Yeah, I agree with you, Spencer. And that match was really good between those two. Arguably the best match of the night from Double or Nothing. And I think it's going to be cool to see where Jungle... I don't think he's going to beat Cody next week. Uh, that seems too soon to change the title. But I think they're going to have a really classic match. And it sets Jungle Boy up well for the future. And who knows? It could be a time limit draw, too. That's also something they, they've done before in Cody matches, like against Darby. That kind of elevated Darby's stock a bit. So they could go that direction also. Uh, and then we finished tonight with the inner circle. They're having a bit of like a celebration, even though they lost the stadium stampede match. Uh, the, st the talking point, as I mentioned at the start of today's episode or tonight's episode, is Iron Mike Tyson coming out and brawling with Jericho, and he brought a bunch of people. Like He also had Rashad Evans, who's a former UFC champion, Henry Cejudo, who's arguably the 
one of the greatest fighters in UFC history who just recently retired after defending uh, his championship belt. And then uh, Vitor Belfort was also there looking like fucking like pumped on steroids. Like, holy shit, man. Like, do you guys remember like, t- like, uh, like prior, like prior to the, like, to them being in the UFC, like kind of going hard on like banning steroids and stuff like TRT, Vitor Belfort. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of that before. Nope. Can't say I have. Mm-mm. Okay, so like he was on testosterone replacement therapy. It's nuts. Like if you get a chance, look, look at, look it up. He was an absolute monster when he was in the UFC like that, and like he kind of looks like that now. But anyway, so it's a bunch of like UFC dudes that Mike Tyson came with, like notable UFC uh, uh, people from the UFC. So uh, they got into a brawl, and they're clearly setting up Jericho versus Iron Mike Tyson, and the feud is based off of ten years of history from an episode of Monday Night Raw where Mike Tyson was teaming with. Uh, uh, Jericho against DX, uh, and then Hornswoggle came out, and then Mike Tyson took off his shirt and his DX shirt, and he knocked down Jericho. So, like, I don't. I asked online what people thought. Like, I I don't know. I th- I'm I'm gonna have fun with this wherever it goes because I am a huge fan of Mike Tyson, and he's a notable weed smoker, uh, and also the fact that uh, he's just a kind of a funny dude in general, charismatic guy, but he's a legit badass. Um, I asked people uh, what they thought of the build for this in terms of the reference to a WWE event. Uh, we had 16 votes in the poll. Um, 56 people are not 56 people. 56% of people are a fan of the way they're building the feud. 31% would like to wait and see, and 13% say no. And just one quick uh, mention to a tweet from a day oneer, Stephen of Dogtown, trying to get him involved as much as possible. He's, uh, he responded and said, that was odd to watch, honestly. Parts of it I like, parts made me cringe. I don't really know how I feel about it, but I'm not optimistic. Guys, what are your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was stupid that they copied it, but whatever. I'd watch a Mike Tyson fight Chris Jericho. Who am I kidding? You know? I do know. I do agree. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I... I don't. I didn't know anything about uh, uh, some some match that happened ten years ago. I wasn't a wrestling fan then, so uh, yeah, no, it should be fine. I'll watch it. Well, there you go. You heard it here from Spencer, who didn't watch then, so he's stoked. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, I guess. So people should take that approach more. I think that was a good chime, chimey. <laughs> what? Just saying. That was AEW, though, hey? Yeah, that was the show tonight. Um, I don't know. I don't think I would say it's one of my more favorite episodes. It was a good episode. They haven't had a bad one yet, in my opinion. But uh, there was no Darby Allen tonight. There was no Lance Archer tonight. And there was no Mr. Well, then Bunny you tonight. hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worst Hold match on. of the year. Or worst He's like, why don't you even turn this on tonight? <laughs> oh boy um, well okay I understand why Darby and Mr. Brody weren't on there they were probably selling the injuries from the pay-per-view because Mr. Brody man he was in a he got DDT through the friggin entryway that was by, nuts that was crazy uh, so I understand why he wasn't on the show it makes sense um, Darby he took a couple big bumps in the ladder match so again I could understand why they're not on TV but it would be nice to get like an explanation from 
uh, aid from the, the commentators as to like why they're not on the show because they're regulars usually. And then in the case of uh, uh, who am I forgetting? Your oh, boy Archer. Lance Archer. Yeah, in the case of Lance, like what do you? Hello, Earth to AEW. Like what are you doing? Where, where is he? He's the. Why didn't he come back all pissed off? Like what's he doing? He exactly. Why is he throwing people out from the, you know the entrance ramp and smacking around the camera guys and stuff? Where was Lance Archer tonight? That's what I'm asking. Where was Lance Archer? I, de- I demand answers. He demands it. Well, gentlemen, should we roll through to the NXT? Let's do the it. The end to the T. Yeah, let's do it. Cue the music. Well, you guys ready to talk about it? Who wants to break it down? Spencer. I, go ahead. Spencer. Oh, sure. can do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was looking through this. Um, managed to I find a decent stream. Want. Sorry? No, I, I, it's okay. I can, um, you can right. chime in if I miss bits, but, uh, yeah. I didn't else. know if you didn't have your notes up. I was like, does he... Does he have his notes? I, have my, I got my notes up. Sorry, I was I was uh, distracted looking at stuff. Um, and yeah, anyway, notes. Uh, <laughs> notes. Uh, NXT tonight um, found a good stream. Uh, Ace and I did manage to um, to watch the uh, the last match, but we'll get to that. Um, First match of the night was the triple threat uh, for the last person in the final entrant in the cruiserweight uh, tournament. And lo and behold, it's Drake Maverick. So Drake Maverick versus El Hio del Fantasma um, yeah, for the cruiserweight title, the interim cruiserweight title. Uh, Drake Maverick, what? No way. This guy's winning, right? Unless it was a work. Yeah. I think he's winning. It? Ooh, that would be something. I think he is. Mike, do you think he's winning? Mike thinks he's winning. Yep. Mike agrees. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, well, it, we can always come back to it, but uh, I'll just move ahead. Um, whoa, sorry. Um, to we have some uh, backstage segments with uh, reminding us about Charlotte Flair and a mystery partner tonight. Uh, Kurt Angle going over match instructions with Thatcher um, for the final, and apparently there was some controversy in the finish to the Drake Maverick uh, match. Um, Atlas was tapping out during the count, but the ref's decision stands. So uh, I figure we'll have to watch that match to fully understand what that means. Um, but yeah, oh, also another thing, NXT did the same thing as Raw and had, uh, other superstars in the audience, um, throughout the night. So when Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae came out, 
they were booed, which is good because that's what they should be getting. The noise that comes out when and they come out. Gargano Woo. defeated Adrian Alanis. I don't even know who that, guy. that is. Yeah, that guy. Um, and then Mia Yim and Keith Lee come up with a challenge. Um, and they come up with a thing and blah, blah, blah. They talk and confront them. Taking a challenge. It's just nothing. Lorraine Gargano. It's just going to be a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm very high right now. Um, I think it was bad. Ace, do you want to finish, or should I keep going? <laughs> I'm just rambling here. On the Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, did you catch any of this match, Spence? No, I didn't catch this one. Okay, well, we'll just give it a quick one. Gonzalez defeated Blackheart over pinfall, and then it just what really came it what it really mattered after this was backstage. Candice LeRae challenged me and to a match next week. And she told mm. Knox she should be ashamed of herself for associating with Yim and Lee. Oh tisk my. tisk. Uh, then it's Rio, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green, which is an interesting pa- pairing because uh, Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona, they're together. And uh, Matt's on the outski and she's on the inski. But like Matt Cardona said, he's 34 only. He's young, man. He's going to go to. AEW or and New Japan Pro Wrestling possibly who's hinting at and tear it up so I can't wait for that. Um, That's cool. That's very cool. Good for him. It's a. Uh, it looked like Chelsea Green was just kind of the dummy, and then Charlotte Flair was the one who, uh, of course, uh, wins. All she did was uh, roll Io, Io Shirai up with her feet on the ropes for the three count because she's Charlotte Flair. But not only that, she gets the win. Uh, it was a good rub for uh, Charlotte Green. Uh, Chelsea Green, Charlotte Green. I am also quite stunned. Pretty, pretty crunched. Um, but that was sweet. I like to see that. I like to see Chelsea Green on TV. I like the Robert Stone brand. It's kind of stupid and weird. And I don't know. It is kind of weird how he like came out and was like watched the match of like Aaliyah, I think it was, and she lost, and he was like, nope, and he left. That was really funny. Um, kind of dumb, but. I thought it was like, anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I have said multiple times on this podcast how this, uh, this new thing of since Becky's gone, it's just pure Charlotte all the time, everywhere. She's probably going to win the just, title, the big one. Uh, she's, I mean, I don't know what title she, uh, yeah, she'll Universal probably have all three champion, titles. WWE heavyweight champion. She's going to have all the titles. She's just going to be Charlotte every title. And then that's it. That's how everyone, that's how wrestling ends. Yes, that's exactly it. She's (laughs) Thanos. She snaps her fingers and it's over. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Then we go to a segment I didn't much care for. It was just Adam Cole and William Regal um, chatting on like a Skype call for the most part or a Zoom call. And uh, William Regal tells uh, Adam Cole that he's going to have to put his championship in the line against Velveteen Dream at NXT TakeOver in your house, which is going to be dope. And uh, the two are going to fight in a special location. And if Dream lost, he would never get another title shot. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Is Dream going to be winning? Uh, We'll see. Uh, it could be Dream's crowning moment. We'll see. It's, he's still in the media for all that stuff, so I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that as well. So I'm probably not going to comment on that, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And then we move on to Tommaso Ciampa versus Leon Ruff. 
And uh, I watched it. Leon Ruff was a nobody. He just kind of came and got beat up. But Tommaso Ciampa had a great entrance. And when he came out, uh, who shows up? Who shows up? Miss Scarlett Bordeaux. I think they're just calling her Scarlett, though, in WWE. She watched um, Tommaso Ciampa during the match. Uh, he wins it pretty quickly. And when he's finishing off uh, the opponent with his finishing move, the fairy tale ending, he kind of stares at, at the, I almost want to call it Shanti. It's Scarlett. And then... Uh, Boom, he wins. They both leave. We know. Uh, oh, and then before he leaves, it cuts to Karrion Cross, his eyes on the big screen, and he's giving a big promo on uh, Tommaso Ciampa and how he's going to beat him at TakeOver, pretty much. They did the ice things with him, the Mike loves about Dexter Loomis, so it was weird. <clears throat> it was weird. Loomis. Ned Flanders. <laughs> Uh, Lewis wasn't there. Sorry, man. He was hanging out with Darby and Lance. Your boys are all friends, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> disappointed. What, what, what was going on this week? And there was no Dexter Loomis or any of the other three people we talked about. Uh, dude, him and uh, Darby and Lance are having poker night. He <laughs> <laughs> um, says, screw you guys, it's poker night. Yeah. Was Alistair Black on Raw? Or, I think he was, actually, yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be Alistair Black versus uh, Seth Rollins next week. Anyways, the main event, it's the cage match or the fight pit. Kurt Angle's referee, Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle. Uh, it's a very hard-hitting match right off the start. The blows look vicious. I remember Spencer telling me, wow, these look like they're really fighting. Uh, Thatcher gets his teeth knocked out. There's blood everywhere. They cut to a commercial break, which is very timely. Uh, they continue fighting. They go up on the top of the uh, pit fight because there is a pit. It's a pit they're, a pit cage they're fighting. And you just look it up, you'll see it. And uh, they fight up there a bit. And then uh, Thatcher goes down. Riddle hits an awesome uh, aerial move onto him. And it uh, looks like he's getting all the offense in pretty much towards the end of the match. And then uh, Thatcher catches him in a chokehold and chokes him out. After Kurt Angle takes a long time to realize Matt Riddle is passed out, I thought. I thought he took a long time. He lifts his hand like three times. I would have been like, I'm the first one. I'd be like, okay, he's out. You know what I mean? That's just what they so. do in the WWE for some reason. I really don't know why they have to do it three times. Kurt Angle could have made it different, though, I thought. But uh, it just goes to show that Thatcher's going to be a big name. I think, I think Pete Dunne's going to be coming for him. When this is all cleared up, and I think we're going to see Matt Riddle, if my sources are correct, on Friday Night SmackDown and Spencer and the Crundlemania podcast, because Ace and Mike agree, he's probably going to be feuding with Baron Corbin over the Royal Rumble moment. That's a Crundlemania group guess. <clears throat> Just the most likely thing to, like of guys on the roster that Matt Riddle has had anything with that aren't, you know, and I'm not even the the guys he has feuded with are like in real life aren't even on that brand. So, yeah. What did you think of uh, NXT tonight, Mike? From the what you heard, um, I was primarily excited for the cage match just because I know that Matt Riddle was a former UFC fighter and Timothy Thatcher is a catch wrestler. So I mean, it was a match that was like designed for these two to just kick the shit out of each other, and they did. I love the physicality. I love those legit fights because it just adds more credibility to what's going on in the ring and it gives it that legit feel to it. And that was pretty dope. 
overall, honestly, like pretty solid. Like NXT has some pretty sick feuds coming up going into In Your House. I'm stoked to watch In Your House. I think it's going to be dope. And uh, yeah, I like the direction they're going. Karrion Cross is a pretty sick prospect coming through. He won't be in NXT long. He's going to be he's going to be on the main roster sooner rather than later, I think. And yeah, my guy Loomis is in there somewhere too, uh, who I'm a fan of. So yeah, they've got a lot of good stuff going on. The only thing I don't care for much is Damian Priest. But other than that, pretty pretty stoked on what they're doing in NXT right now. Yeah, I right. don't know if anyone's Sorry. gonna add anything. <laughs> Spencer, what do you think about uh, like? Oh, I, I there was out? one thing I was gonna ask. Sorry, there was one thing I was gonna ask. I just I spaced out. Sorry, I didn't know you guys talking. wanted me to talk. There, yeah, I also spaced out. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was trying to rem- I was trying to remember what I was gonna say. And I remembered what it is. It's, it's why was Kurt Angle involved in that match in any way? Like just because it looked cool. because uh, he's but, yeah, he's like a legit wrestler too. So I think maybe they're trying to hammer home that like legit. I don't. I don't think it added anything to have Kurt Angle involved. But fair enough. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was necessary either. And he looked a little lost a, a couple times too. So that's probably why they had a second ref there with an overhead view, just in case something happened. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was the shows. You guys want to do a little round of social media shout-outs, Mike? Social media shout-outs. Sorry, you caught me mid-bite. I'm having Tim Horton's birthday cake uh, cereal, and oh my goodness gracious, it's so good. I don't know if you guys have Insider it. Eats on the Pod is the title name. <laughs> But I also love that review. It sounds amazing. If uh, people don't know what it is, Tim Hortons, it's a donut place here in Canada, a coffee chain. I can't believe you tried it. But then again, I've tried Eggo cereal, and that's also amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, I also think Eggo cereal is amazing. It just tastes like cornflakes, but, like, a little bit better, honestly. Like, birthday cake cornflakes. I'm a fan, like. I'm I'm basically ate the whole box in one night here. I'm pretty like I I'm for sure for sure gonna probably have all of it honestly. I'm pretty crud. But yeah, to the social media shoutouts. Um, from tonight's AEW, we had a couple loyal uh, followers, day ones that responded to our stuff as usual. Already talking about Stephen of Dogtown. Thanks again, Skyfire uh, Cage Skyfire twenty eight um, has been interacting with us a long time as well. And I asked. Uh, <laughs> Where Darby was, <laughs> and Brody and all those guys. As she go, uh, or excuse me, uh, Skyfire said that she wouldn't be surprised if Darby needed more rest after the latter spots. And she also also noted that plants can show up uh, anytime and there'd be trouble. Uh, basically, what she's trying to say is like, does it like he can just pop up anywhere he wants and it'll be legit. You know, he can miss a month, show up, boom! All of a sudden, it's a talking point. Uh, and then we also had IWR underscore wrestling uh, who responded to the same question saying um, uh, they should say uh, where these people are. Like I had suggested, you know, he agrees that they should bring up, you know, where they are. What do, you mean all, do you mean all elite fair, all in the AW showcase account? No, uh, IWR underscore wrestling with a picture of Howard Finkel as the avatar. Uh, RIP Howard Finkel. Yeah, it's because uh, I quote tweeted something else. So it wasn't one of our tweets. It was just a quote tweet on where Lance Brody and Darby were uh, that this person asked IWR Wrestling. Uh, And I responded or quote tweeted it. And then we had that conversation. And they 
said they had also said that it would be a good idea for the company to mention where those stars were because those three are big stars for the company. Like, I think that they could have done us a solid by doing that. But anyway, uh, yes, that was the comment there. Um, I'm shouting out at JM or J Matt Weaver, Matthew Weaver, for calling you a conspirator. It's <laughs> for Baker. He called you out. It was great. I was just like, oh, I, I also like Britt Baker. I didn't know there was so much support for Britt online. That's great. It's cool to see. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, another loyal Robert follower. From, uh, yeah, I love the – well, yeah. Another loyal follower, Rockboy JJ, uh, tweeted us about uh, Street Profits and Private Party. I made the comparison saying Private Party is less than the Street Profits. Yeah, everyone's bad guy, Rockboy JJ, responded saying, unfortunately, you're right. Private Party lost so much momentum and Street Profits, from what I've heard, are, more, are a more solid tag team. So we got some agreement there. And I don't know. Hopefully, as I said earlier, Mark Quinn is okay. And yeah, that's uh, really all I have to add. Um, EJ11. One last one, dude. One yeah. last one. Uh, yeah. At Broken Noah 177 he agreed about the Private Party Street Profits reference. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty universal. If there's any diehard private party fans out there, tweet us at Crundlemania. Um, did you have any more? Do you want to just move on to the clapper, the crapper, and the knee slapper? Um, yeah. Also, just shout out to yeah. Uh, oh, whoops. I lost my page. EJ11, who has been commenting on pretty much all of our stuff the past few days, and appreciate that. She uh, had a couple of different things she said and also sent a gif of Bailey. So that was cool. She, she, was, she was giving feedback on your thoughts about uh, the uh, Mike Tyson thing. It's on our profile, wasn't it? From your last, from our last podcast. She oh. said, uh, Cody can't ever challenge. I thought Y2, I thought he could only challenge Y2J only. I know. I think uh, she thought that Cody could only never challenge Y2J again for the AW title, but I think it's everyone. Or just the it's title, everyone, yeah. yeah. He can never. I, I got to be honest. Like they've put, they booked themselves into a hole with that one or a corner, I guess. Because, like, come on, you're gonna like. I think if MJF wins the title, there's they could somehow figure out a way where MJF allows Cody to challenge for it. I don't know. They just booked themselves into a weird position with that decision, kind of. But yeah. Sweet. So clapper, crapper, knee slapper. Yeah. All right, Spencer. You want to intro it? Hit us with that intro. Sure. Let's do the clapper. The one thing in wrestling uh, tonight that uh, we liked. Clap, clap. The clapper. Who wants to go first? Clap, clap. You can go first. Um, what did I like? Oh, I like that. I just, yeah, give me a sec. Come on, man. Uh, Matt Riddle, Timothy Thatcher was my clapper. Um, specifically... The floating bro that uh, Matt Riddle hit from the top of the the pit onto a uh, a laying down um, Thatcher, and the fact that it's called the fr floating bro is just great. So yeah, there you go, Mike. Do you have one? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my clapper is going to be Jungle Boy's win in the TNT Championship Battle Royal. Uh, I think he deserves that shot at the TNT title after such a great match with MJF from Double or Nothing. And I am intrigued to see where they go with him going forwards. I wouldn't even mind seeing him and Luchasaurus challenge for the tag titles. But one way or the other, I'm looking forward to the program he'll be in. 
Well, my clapper was definitely the one Spencer picked, the cage match. Uh, but my other one, my backup, this is a secondary one, is uh, Britt Baker just being still on TV. I like her promo. I like that she called her Chris Statlander. I like that she's doing the conspirator gimmick. I haven't seen that in a while. And I liked the role model wheelchair. I just like what she's doing. I'm a fan. Fair. Let's move on to the crappers. What's your uh, crapper, the one thing you don't like in wrestling? The crapper. Mike from this week. And is it Darby Allen, Lance Archer, and Loomis not being on TV? You caught me uh, once again mid-bite of the Tim Hortons birthday cake cereal. Uh, and yes. <laughs> yes this is not, is. We're not sponsored by Tim Hortons birthday cake cereal, if you don't know this, by the way. <laughs> Mike's just hungry. We should be, though. Tim Hortons, baby. Get at us. <laughs> I love the cereal. I literally am finishing a lot of it right now. Anyways, you got to yeah. try the Ego cereal. Lego my ego. Yes, sir. But yes, that is my Anyways, crap. what was, <laughs> that no, is what was crap. your crapper? That is my oh, crapper. The, the, them not being on TV? Yeah, where were my guys this week? Come on now. Four big stars, none of them making their presence felt on TV. Unacceptable. Hey, was Dustin Rhodes on TV? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And I, my knee slapper is actually going to be part of that. So I'm going to not say anything else until we get to that. All right. Um... <laughs> Spencer, what was your crapper? My crapper is um, Drake Maverick's victory possibly being a work. Just Ooh. that is a general. Like, yeah, that. There you go. My crapper was just how long Kurt Angle took to alert the people that Matt Riddle was clearly passed out. WWE got to stop doing that. They make their submissions look weaker by doing so. I think if you just do it right away, like, oh, he's out, it looks better. But whatever. That's my crapper. All right, my knee slapper. Are you ready for your, to do the knee slapper, the one thing in wrestling we found hilarious? <laughs> the knee slapper. Yeah, uh, for, for me, it was um, that they're doing the Mike Tyson stuff again with Jericho. It's funny that they're doing it, but, like, in an ironic sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. not literally funny, right? Because I think it's pretty – I think it could be pretty cool, whatever they do. It's funny that it's, like, it's like they said they wouldn't do anything WWE, but this is kind of WWE. But at the same time, I don't hate it. I'm not saying I'm hating it. I just found that, like, it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, you did that. But at least you're doing it well, so I'm not mad. Totally. Right on. Um, okay, uh, is this the knee slapper? Wait. I had... Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so my knee slapper, uh, one non-wrestling related one was the video my friend Peter Scrumptiolitis sent, um, which I said, which I tweeted Can I out. say I thought I had better clapper, crapper knee slappers picked throughout the podcast. I just can't remember what they all were. <laughs> uh, I think you did too. Yeah, you had one, and you're like, "There's a clapper or something like that." Knee slapper. I don't remember. I had a couple, and I just can't remember <laughs> any of them. That's an ace blue um, moment. His, and I want to say my wrestling related one uh, was kind of twofold. Just the fact, like how complicated they they made the uh, the Kip Sabian Jimmy Havoc victory uh, tag oh, team title yes. shot thing seem. 
that's what mine was going to be. There you go. Yeah. Well, that was my that was my crapper. There you go. Well, my knee slapper about it is uh, on commentary. Jim Ross was saying um, something like uh, about Jimmy Havoc being like ruggedly handsome and something like that. And I was like, what? And I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And he looks like what I would imagine um, the lead singer for Panic at the Disco uh, looks like now um, as like a middle-aged man with, with eyeliner. Oh, and He looks way like, better than the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. I I don't I couldn't tell, I couldn't muster up a picture I just it was the first band that came to mind when I looked at him and thought about a man wearing eyeliner with like the the comb over short hair like shaved side long comb over thing that he's got that a lot of people I knew in high school had and they I weren't I wasn't friends with them we'll say that's not because I didn't like champ. them it's not because I didn't like them it's just because we weren't friends so. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. If you were that classmate of Spencer's, he did not dislike you. You just weren't friends. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. Mike, what's going on? Who is your crapper? <laughs> that was long-winded. Sorry. Yeah, first of all, before we get into it, I agree about the whole tag title situation, the contendership, and all that. And I just don't really like their, where they're going with the tag titles right now. On top of the fact that you've got the side plot with Kenny and Hangman Page, and like when they're eventually going to break, they out. just walked off tonight. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, they were bros tonight. I thought that was cool that they went off together, by the way. Because now Kenny's with Hangman, ditching those idiots, the Young Bucks. It's like, yup, Kenny, get out of there. Sorry. I thought that was cool, too. Uh, but I didn't appreciate This isn't my, like, this is just something weird, too. I didn't think remember till just now. Like, they, they had a commercial going on while there was an important conversation going on between Kenny and Hangman Page. That we just didn't get to hear because it was the commercial when they went to the. Oh, I saw that. I was I was so confused. I was like, "Is this like a like a conversation? Why is this a commercial?" I saw Sorry, that. Sorry, man. If you go back and watch it on Bleacher Report later, you get everything that happens during the commercial break. And sometimes they just panda wrestlers in the crowd being weird. Oh, hey, yeah. like the whole Bleacher six minutes. Now. It's so weird. Um, but I think it's a bit delayed. So that's one way to watch AEW. But you're weeks behind. Um. Yeah, anyway. Subscribe and have it live. But, uh, yeah, what was your crapper, Mike? Yeah, sorry, not crapper, knee, uh, my knee slapper. Knee slapper. Uh, my knee slapper is QT Marshall and Allie's, whatever it is that they're doing with that. <laughs> like, so I don't understand where this is coming from. Uh, like, Allie is legit in real life married to um, uh, the Blade. Uh, Pe- Pepper Parks, I think is his name on the indies. Uh, used to be Braxton Sutter, and they're legit married. So, and she's the bunny. Uh, so out of nowhere, she's now all of a sudden she's not the bunny anymore, Allie, and she's like with another man. <laughs> and they're good. I thought the bunny was stupid. <laughs> like I don't understand. They haven't really. They've been like on dark. They te- like you know Allie was watching the Natural Nightmares tag match, and she was like like gobsmacked looking at QT, and there was something on Twitter where he like bond over her and she responded with like the winky face and i was like where is this coming from and and tonight like the blade is on one side of the ring and she's on the other like why are you not going over there and confronting your wife about why she's with another dude (laughs) so that just made me laugh and kind of get confused too Sexual tension in AEW at an all-time high amidst the quarantine you heard it here first folks um, 
here on the Crundlemania podcast, we like to engage in a little thing we like to call crundalization. And what most people call that is getting stoned. Yes, there why, you go. Why did you not finish? Are you usually not <laughs> finish? I was waiting for you guys to finish. I gave you a chance, but points to Mike. He got the early bird gets the worm. So, Mike, you get to go first and tell us what you had. Well, first of all, Ace, you do that every podcast. It feels like you, you don't fill us in on when you're going to take that random pause. And then it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Here comes a random pause, gentlemen. In three, two, one. Yeah, sure, dude. I would appreciate it. Anyways, just kidding. Um, uh, tonight, I had Moon Rocks. Which is like keef and something. There's a couple different things like all put together into like a ball, and it's blueberry flavor. Oh man, so good! I really would recommend that. Uh, and I and have your that review also. of the THC shot. Holy, the, my, my review of the THC shot is: don't take two tablespoons, or sorry, two teaspoons, uh, when you've never had it before. Take one. To start with, I took two and oh man, I lost myself for the rest of the night. It's the most high, it's probably the most geek, geek I've ever been, the most crud ever in my whole life. How many bowls of Tim Horton cereal? Oh, tonight I've had three. Uh, but that's Did you put me. any of the liquid in it? No, no, not tonight, dude. You, that's the kind of thing you gotta pace yourself with. Holy shit, man. I also felt like really sickly after I took it for some reason. So it's it probably your like, mind messing with you. I don't know, man. It did, it's, it, I don't know how well my body responded to that, so I, I don't think I'm going to like p- take that on a regular basis. That's going to be like a special occasion type of... Uh, I would only thing. do that if you were staying in. I would never do that going out. Yeah, that would suck if you're on the town, and all of a sudden you're just like, whoop! Yeah. Don't do that. If anyone's listening to this podcast and they want to get into it, don't do it if you're going out. No. Get an easier way into that. Exactly. And don't take two teaspoons. Just take one. If you're going to take the clear shot. But yes, right. anyway. It's for experienced boys and girls only. <laughs> Anyways, continue. So yeah, that's it. Uh, the moon rocks and stuff were good. I had it with some uh, Gorilla Glue top shelf shatter. Uh, and so Keith, on top of that other Keith and everything. So yeah, I was pretty uh, pretty lifted here tonight on the pod. Felt good. How about you guys? Spencer. Yo. Um, what did I have? I had uh, Marley Natural with the grower. And it was just called Marley Green. So I've had, uh, oh, no, it was, it was Blue Dream. Oh, I thought it was just called Marley. Okay, it was Blue Dream by Marley Natural. Okay, I've had that before. Um, I just read the label wrong before. Okay, well, it was still very good. I was pretty fucking high all the time. Um, yeah, it smells good. It's very leafy. Here? What? Oh, continue. Continue. I thought you were done with your review. Continue. I, I, I was. It's very leafy. I was just saying it was leafy and, and, uh, and soft. Um not dry which i really like because when it's too dry it's really harsh so yeah anyway sorry go on um i had this stuff called like uh citrus critical orange citrus critical orange from abba medics it comes in a bag it's only eight bucks pretty good for that value they're not they're not the greatest like of doesn't taste as good as it sounds, but it's pretty good for the price. That's what I would say. If you guys ever see it, pick it up. It comes in a bag, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> he likes his bag. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. 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 A Jane in a bag. Well, gentlemen, are you ready to wrap things up on the Crundle Mania podcast? Anything else? 
No, I'm good. Uh, thanks everyone again for interacting with us. We have a lot of fun watching wrestling and chatting and smoking and doing that other stuff. And if you want to know where you can always find Lance Archer, Mike's latest episode of Crumb Thoughts with the Kids, episode two, go back and look that up on the podcast feed. And it's me, it will never be a secret. coming! Nobody can stop me, nobody can hold me, nobody can control me. I'm coming!